You're listening to Asbury University's Chapel Podcast, recorded live from our campus in Wilmore, Kentucky. Asbury's Chapel Service hosts speakers from around the world to inspire academic excellence and spiritual vitality. We hope you enjoy today's message. And it was the first of the week. As they approached Jerusalem at Bethany and Bethpage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and just as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here, and if anyone asks you why you were doing this, say, The Lord has need of it, and we'll bring it back here shortly. he just let them take it away. Take what away? The colt, the donkey colt. That Ephraim, is my husband losing his mind or what? I just wish we could get closer to the front, you know, where the crowds are. I hope we're not going to miss it. No, this is good. It's not so crowded. I hate crowds. And we're going to be able to see him just fine when he comes by. So, I'm sorry, they took your colt? Like, who was it who took it? Some men. I don't know who they were. I called down to Ephraim. I say, why are you letting them lead it away? He calls back up to me. He says, the Lord has need of it. I said, the Lord, who has need of it? That group on the front, on the corner, they need to move back. And we need palm branches. Where did everybody get palm branches from? Oh, I think they cut them off trees way up there. So anyways, then Ephraim won't talk about it. That donkey colt is worth a small fortune. It's never been ridden. First person gets on him, it's going to be bucked within an inch of his life. And he just lets them take it away. So that's why when you showed up, I said to him, look, you know what? I think I need a little break here. I'm going to go with my brother, and we're going to go see this parade. It's not a parade. It's a celebration. It's I don't know what it is, but I just, I want to see Jesus again. You're really into all this, aren't you? Anna, I've been listening to his teaching for months now, and really, the ways that he speaks about God and just being near him, I think he's the prophet king. Oh, come on. A king? Oh, sure, he speaks well. He's a nobody. Three years ago, no one even ever heard of him. Oh, yeah, look at the crowd. Yeah, he's popular today. Who's going to be popular tomorrow? This is different. They're saying he's the Messiah, descended from the house of David. So my Ephraim's from the house of David. I don't go around calling him Messiah. Yeah, but your Ephraim doesn't heal blind men or raise people from the dead. Really, if you look into his eyes, Anna, you'll know he's the Holy One. I believe it. And listen to this crowd. A lot of them believe it, too. Oh, 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 here he comes. Whoa, whoa. What are they all shouting? Blessed, something about blessed. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. I can't see anything. There's too many people. There he is. Oh, we're going to be close enough to touch him. Oh, so that's him, huh? Look at that donkey he's riding on. Isn't that donkey calm? Isn't that donkey beautiful? Isn't that donkey mine? That is mine. That's our donkey. That's your new donkey colt. How wonderful Jesus is riding on him. Well, yeah, I guess that is pretty good at that. 
that Ephraim. I knew he knew what he was doing. Not, not that I buy all this, but I, you know, this is, this is good. I just wish he would look this way. Jesus! Jesus! Oh, Anna, Anna, look into his eyes. You see what I mean? What is it? Who is he? He, the, the way he, who is he? I believe he's the Christ, the son of the living God. But he just, you see those Sadducees over there? Look at them. What's that about? Now they're, they're turning around, they're following him. What's going on there? I don't know. They don't look like they're part of the celebration. Come on. We should go. After the triumphal entry, Jesus went into the temple, and when he had looked fully around at everything, as it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. And it was Monday, and he went back to Jerusalem, and he entered the temple, and he began to drive out those who were selling and those who were buying in the temple. He overturned tables of the money changers, who exchanged Greek and Roman coins for Jewish coins at a profit. And he turned over the seats of those who were selling doves, and he would not allow anyone to carry anything through the temple. And he said to them, My house shall be called a house of prayer, and you have made it into a den of thieves. The chief priests and the teachers of the law heard this, and they began looking for a way to kill him. For they feared him, because the whole crowd was amazed at his teaching. And it was Tuesday, and Jesus entered into the temple courts, and he began teaching. And while he was teaching, the chief priests and the elders of the people came up to him, saying, By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you that authority? And Jesus replied, I will also ask you one question. If you answer me, I will tell you by what authority I do these things. John's baptism, where did it come from? Was it from heaven or of human origin? Well, they discussed this among themselves and said, now, if we say it's from heaven, then he'll ask, why didn't you believe him? Yes, and if we say of human origin, we'll be afraid of the people because they all hold that he was a prophet. So they answered Jesus, we, we don't, don't know. know. Then Jesus said, neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. And it was Wednesday. And when it was Wednesday, the Passover and the festival of the unleavened bread was only two days away. And the chief priests and the teachers of the law were scheming to arrest Jesus secretly and kill him. But not during the festival, they said, as the people may riot. Then Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. And here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served, while Lazarus was one of those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took 
a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. And she poured it on Jesus' feet, and she wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. Well, if you already know the story, then why do you need to hear it from me? Well, yes, I was there, but you know, all the disciples, they were all there. Uh, ask any of them. They'll tell you what happened. Or, or ask Martha. She likes to talk. Well, yes, I was the one who did it. Yes, I was the one. Is it really so important you should hear this story from me? All right. Well, it's a difficult one to tell. It began when there was to be a dinner at the home of Simon the leper, although he was not a leper anymore because Jesus had healed him. Yes, Simon's house is right beside ours. The path from Ado leads to his. And this dinner was to be in the honor of Jesus, and all of the disciples were going to be there, and um, Martha, she was already over there helping the other women with the serving, and I was to join her, but I found myself rooted by this wooden box in the corner of my room. Uh, this box was one my father had made for me when I was a girl. The cover, <laughs> the lid, such carving. <laughs> I remember my father, the hammer, the chisel, the wood chips flying, and he would smile over to me and say, Well, my rose of Sharon, here are your lilies of the valley. I ran my finger over that delicate carving, and I thought, No, now is the time to do it. And so I lifted the lid, I reached inside, I took it out, and, and this, uh, this, it was wrapped in a cloth that my mother, she had woven for me when I was a girl. And when I opened it up, there it was, smooth, cool, beautiful alabaster, the neck long and slim, the top of it sealed as it had been for years. I remember my father, the look in his eyes, it was during his last illness, he had pressed this into my hand. It was filled with perfume, pure not. And when he looked into my eyes, he said, Mary, with this you will do well. To Martha, he gave the sheep, the goats, to me, the perfume. But I thought, no, now is the time to do it. Why? Because Jesus, because I loved him and he loved me. Because he brought life back to us with Lazarus, and he wept with us when we thought all hope was gone. And because I had listened very, very carefully to all that he said was going to happen to him, and I knew what he spoke was true, his time here was not for long. And so I wrapped the bottle back up in my shawl, and I closed the lid of the box, and I hurried out of the house. And I went quickly down the path over to Simon's. I opened the door. I looked inside, and I thought, whoa, now is not the time. All of these people in there, the men talking, laughing, reclining, eating, the women coming in and out with the platters of food, the rattle of the dishes on the table, the noise. I could not do this here. Not like this. 
And then I saw Jesus. He was reclining at the table. And when I saw him, he looked up and saw me. And he smiled at me. No matter how many times, I was always astonished that this healer, this teacher, this maker of miracles, this friend, should have such a smile for me. Now, by this time, though, he was no longer laughing the way he used to. No, but it, it, there was often a great sadness weighing down upon him. And even now, as he smiled at me, I could see it again, that weight about his shoulders. And I thought, no, now is the time. And so I, I, I made my way through all the people, and I took the, the bottle out of my shawl, and I knelt down before him, and I might hands were shaking, and I lifted it, and I took that, the neck of it, and I hit it hard against the edge of the table. I held it up high, and Jesus, he leaned forward at his head to receive it, and the perfume began pouring out, pouring down upon his head. I, the fragrance immediately filled the room. All talking stopped, and I watched it just dripping down, down off of his hair into his hands. The hands, my hands, were covered with the perfume as well. And I leaned down and I began to anoint his feet, wiping him them with this perfume. And I heard Martha enter the room and I heard her gasp as she saw what I had done. The perfume was my dowry. It's what I had been given to purchase a husband. Without it, there would be no husband. Martha knew this. So did I. It was all I had to give. And I watched it there, dripping, dripping down, pooling into my Lord's hands, which lay there open in his lap. Suddenly, the silence is cut by Judas' voice. What were you thinking? What a waste. This perfume is worth a year's wages. It could have been sold, the money given to feed the poor. What on earth were you thinking? What an utter waste. I could not breathe. I could not move. And then Jesus lifted his head and said, leave her alone. Can you not see that she has done a good thing for me? The poor will be with you always. You can always do something good for them, but you will not always have me. And she has anointed me for the day of my burial. Wherever the gospel is preached throughout the entire world, what this woman has done will be spoken of in remembrance of her. And I slowly lifted my head and looked into Jesus' eyes. My Father's words and my thoughts once more, Mary, with this you will do well. And it was so. And it was Thursday. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. 
Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and he was returning to God. So he got up from the meal and took off his outer clothing, wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that he had wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I am doing, but later on you will understand. No, you shall never wash my feet. Unless I wash you, then you have no part with me. Well then, Lord, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet, for their whole body is clean. And you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was going to betray him, and that's why he said, not every one of you is clean. And when he had finished washing their feet, he put his clothes back on and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Well, now that I, your Lord and your teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you that no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Well, now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. I'm not referring to all of you. I know those I have chosen. But this is to fulfill this passage of Scripture. He who shared my bread has turned against me. I'm telling you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe that I am who I am. Very truly, I tell you, whoever accepts anyone I send accepts me, and whoever accepts me accepts the one who sent me. After this, Jesus was troubled in spirit and testified, Very truly, I tell you that one of you will betray me. His disciples stared at one another, at a loss to know which one of them he meant. One of them, the disciple whom Jesus loved, was reclining next to him. And Simon Peter motioned to this disciple and asked him to ask which one he meant. Leaning back against Jesus, he said to him, Lord, who is it? it Jesus is, answered, It is the one to whom I will give this piece of bread after I have dipped it in the dish. Then dipping the piece of bread, he gave it to Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. As soon as Judas took the bread, Satan entered into him. So Jesus told him, What you are about to do, do quickly. But no one at the meal knew, understood why Jesus said this to him. Since Judas was in charge of the money, some thought Jesus was telling him to buy what was needed for the festival or to give something to the poor. As soon as Judas had taken the bread, he went out, and it was night. Excuse me, but we need more wine for the fourth cup. Oh, 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 yes, of course you do. Oh, I'm so sorry. We're shorthanded tonight. My sister-in-law was not able to come at the last moment. And um, I'm sorry, I'm trying to keep up. I did not mean to get behind. 
Of course, of all the nights. It's all right. It's all right. We just need more wine as it's getting close for the time for him to say the oh, prayer. Oh, yes, of course. And I will send my boy in in just a moment to just clear the plates away. That would be good. Yes. Oh, and thank you for the meal. It was very good. Oh, I'm so glad. Praise God. <laughs> yes. Um, excuse me. I, I, don't, I don't mean to bother you, but um, I was just wondering, you know, I came in with the bitter herbs and the fruit not too long ago, and I, well, I noticed the rabbi Jesus was washing your feet. I mean, all the men's feet, but does he always do that? No, this was the first time. Oh, well, excuse me for asking, but I mean, I couldn't help but I was just surprised. Isn't he the one who did all the miracles, the healings, I've been told, and raised Lazarus from the dead? Yes. Then why was he on his knees cleaning your feet? He was telling us to serve one another the way that he was serving us. It's been an unusual Passover meal. One of the guests left. Yes. Uh, we're not sure where he went to get provisions, we think. so. Well, but the, during the Passover meal, no stores are open. That's true. Well, I don't know where he went, but uh, the master said for him to do whatever he was going to do quickly, so... I don't mean to barge in here, but I just have one more little question. Um, I, you know, I just couldn't help overhearing while I was going in and out with the food, but uh, the rabbi Jesus, he was saying the most curious things, like especially when he was breaking the bread. Yes, he said some things that are difficult to understand tonight. Like I said, it's been, a, it's been an unusual Passover meal. Oh, my son says there's a strange air out on the streets tonight. No moon. Everything's so still. It's not just for Passover, it's... Be careful as you go. With the wine? No, when you leave, out there. Be careful. We're fine. The master is in a very somber mood tonight, but we'll be fine. Uh, I'll bring him the wine, and he'll say uh, the prayer of the cup of redemption, and then we'll sing a song like we always do to finish, and then we'll be on our way. Uh, he said something about going over to the garden at Gethsemane to finish, so that'll be a pleasant way to finish the evening. Thank you for the wine. Judas was gone, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify the Son in himself, and will, will glorify him immediately. But my children, I will be with you only a little while longer. You will look for me, but just as I have told the Jews, so I tell you now, where I am going, you cannot come. But a new command I give to you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Simon Peter asked him, Lord, where are you going? Where I'm going you cannot follow now, though you will follow later. Lord, why can't I follow you now? I would lay down my life for you. Would you really lay down your life for me? 
very truly, I tell you, but that before the cock crows, you will deny three times that you know me. your seat ready for you right here. So what you want to start off with this morning? Got some brewing for you right here. Bali tea, just the way you like it, good and strong. There you go. So what you want to eat this morning? No, don't tell me. Two eggs over easy, hash browns, watch the grease, two knish. Eh? Hey, Eli, two over easy, drain the grease on the hash, double knish. Use the fresh ones. Yeah, just before dawn. I always have them change over. You figure, new day starting, new kanish. So, how's that tea? Yeah? I tell you, it's strong enough to hop up to your mouth all by itself. Ah! <laughs> hey, will you look who just hauled in off his camel? Jehu, son of a gun, get in here. Where have you been? Haven't seen you since the first of the week. Oh, good trip, Yeah? Well, got your seat ready for you. So what you going to have to eat this morning? No, no, don't tell me. Porridge with dates. Why don't you spice up your life? Try something new. Well, like we got a brand new special this week. You just might like it. Huh? 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 All right, Eli, dish me up a bowl of the special. I have that right out for you. So how you been? Huh? Oh, good. Good? Ah, me? Same as always. Bunions are hurting me tonight. I don't mind so much when it's busy, but when it's slow like this, they start yelping at me like a couple of beat-up dogs. Slow? I, I, we've had maybe, since midnight, maybe 10 customers max. That's Passover. Nobody's got to work tomorrow. They've all been all out celebrating. Oh, no, we're not closing. Nope. Same as always, all night, every night, except for Sabbath. Nah, I don't mind, except for the bunions. But hey, I'm off at six. That's less than an hour. Oh, Jake, here it is. Eli, the grease. I said drain it off, not pour it on. I'll have him do this over for you. Are you sure? All right. How about I get you a little more tea there? Oh, Jehu, here it is. Nice big bowl. Watch it there. It's a little hot. Here we go. Huh? Huh? What do you think? Well, it's new. It's made of ground corn. They call it grits. Well, you want you to try a little salt on it? They say it is the thing to eat in Capernaum. Well, who knows? Maybe it'll catch on. Eli, bowl of porridge with dates. I'll get that right out for you. I guess just finish cleaning up here. Say what, Jehu? Oh, catch you up. Yeah, sure, sure. I just get, a, get this table here. Catch you up. So what do you want to know? Did they crown him? Crown who? 
king? Crown who king? Jesus? Are you serious? Wait, when was it that you left? Oh, first of the week. That's right. Oh, after the parade. No, Jehu, no, they did not crown him king. Not by a long shot. Hey, get this. They arrested him. Yeah, no kidding. Political reasons. I don't know. It's all twisted crazy to me. I tell you, these religious leaders have got it in for him, and I do not know why. You know, he came in here not too long ago. Yeah, came in here with all his friends, dozen or so. Nice fella. I tell you, he's got these eyes. He looks you full in the face, and he just looks like he knows you, that he's just known you for a million years. Nice. Yeah, I could tell why they all hung around the doorways listening to him. Oh, polite as polite could be to me. He even had his men stack their dishes and such, hand them to me over the counter when he, they were done. I mean, when your bunions are hurting you, that means a lot. Yeah, I don't know about all these miracles and wonders and such, but he made my heart real warm while he was here. I can tell you that. It's a shame. They picked him up last night in the Garden of Gethsemane. Yeah, they was taking him to Pilate, was last I heard. No telling, Jake. They took him to Herod, too. I mean, what could he possibly have done wrong? These religious leaders, men of God, they call themselves. Well, excuse me for saying so, but I've never had one of them come in here and smile into my eyes the way that Jesus did. What happened to what people? Oh, 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 the people with the palm leaves. Who knows? Hosanna to the son of David. Oh, I heard him. Saw them too, dancing and bowing their way right past my door there. I saw him too. Just the back of them riding by. The crowds, they were so thick. It's a shame. It's a shame how people change. Oh, you want to hear a good one? My neighbor's daughter, she was offered a denarii, whole day's wage if she stand before Pilate, shout out that Jesus blasphemed the temple. I asked her if she took it. My neighbor, she looks at me, she goes, well, it's a day's wage. I've been waiting tables for 30 years. I can tell a man's heart and his face in a breath of time, and if that Jesus is a blasphemer, I'm the queen of Sheba. Oh, who knows what'll happen to him. I mean, surely, Jake, they're going to see he's a good man. But then again, people see what they want to see, when they want to see it, if you know what I mean. Look at that, Jehu. You've got those grits down after all. Hey, how about a little papaya juice to wash things down? I got some poured out for you right here. Huh? Huh? <laughs> all right. Oh, morning, sir. Just take a seat. I'll be right with you. Here, drink that down. It's good for you. Good morning. Would you like to start off with something hot to drink? I tell you, we got a barley tea here strong enough to wake up the neighborhood. No. Maybe uh, something a little more soothing then, like uh, chamomile. Chamomile's good for the nerves. Yeah, got some brewing for you right here. Take it, you've been up all night. Yeah, well, I can sympathize. Less than an hour, and I hit the sack. So what would you like to eat? Hey, listen, we got this brand new special this week. Nothing. Are you sure? Like some bread or maybe an egg? All right. 
All right, I just hate to see a man go home hungry. Yeah, I got some uh, honey right here. I'll get some for you. You look real familiar. You want a Haggai's new men. I know we hired like three or four of them. You all look alike with soot in your faces. No? You've been in here before, though. Yeah, see, I, I never forget a face. I don't always remember where or when. You were here with him. Yeah, remember? You all came in about a month, month ago back. Uh, you came in for your midday meal. You were all laughing and joking. And, uh, no, I was not mistaken. He's the one who handed me the stack of dishes over the counter. You, you were right by his side. What was it? He called you something like, no, no, uh-uh, no, it was you. Because, see, I remember that scar in your beard right there. It was you. You were here with that man, Jesus. Whoa, look, I, um, uh, hey, I didn't mean to, aren't you even going to finish your tea? No, no, don't bother paying for it. You hardly touched it. Hey, look, I didn't mean to, <sighs> such a hurry. <laughs> Did I say something wrong? See, he was an odd one, wasn't he? Oh, there's the cockspur's crow. Better finish cleaning up. Abigail's going to be here no time flat. She's so particular. Oh, another cup of tea, Jake. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, he was a strange one, wasn't he? Funny him not remembering being here. They all seemed to be having such a nice time when they were here that day. It's just strange how people change. Then Pilate entered the headquarters again, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you ask this on your own, or did others tell you about me? I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests have handed you over to me. What have you done? My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from ha being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. So, you are a king. You say that I am a king, but for this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. What is truth? After he said this, he went out to the Jews again and told them, I find no case against him, but you have a custom that I release someone for you at the Passover. Do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? They shouted in reply, Not no, this no, man. No, Barabbas! Give us Barabbas! Now Barabbas was a thief. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him whipped, and the soldiers wove a crown of thorns, and they put it on his head, and they dressed him in a purple robe. They kept coming up to him, striking him on the face and saying, Hail, Hail King, King of, of the, the Jews. Jews! Pilate went out again and said to them, Look, I am bringing him out to you to let you know that I find no case against him. 
So Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said to them, Here is the man. When the chief priests and the police saw him, they shouted, Crucify him! Crucify him! him!" Jesus answered him, Take him yourselves and crucify him. I find no case against him. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and according to that law, he ought to die because he has claimed to be the Son of God. Now when Pilate heard this, he was more afraid than ever. He entered his headquarters again and asked Jesus, Where are you from? But Jesus gave no answer. Pilate therefore said to him, Do you refuse to speak to me? Do you not know that I have power to release you and power to crucify you? Jesus answered him, You would have no power over me unless it had been given to you from above. Therefore, the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. From then on, Pilate tried to release him, but the Jews cried out, If you release this man, you are no friend of Caesar. Everyone who claims to be a king sets himself up against the emperor. When Pilate heard these words, he brought Jesus outside and sat on the judge's bench. Now it was the day of preparation for the Passover, and it was about noon. He said to the Jews, Here is your king. The crowd cried out, Take him away! Crucify him! him." Pilate asked them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, We have no king but Caesar. Then he he handed Jesus over to them to be crucified.